Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Nonprofit Utopia Podcast, formerly known as Nonprofit U. Our podcast is an extension of our community, and we provide a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm a founder of Nonprofit Utopia, the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a stronger impact to their clients and communities. You can find out more about us on nonprofitutopia.com, Facebook, and Twitter. I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using the hashtags nonprofitutopia, Mia Hillary, and brand ambassadors. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit utopia. The chat room is open and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you must open a listener-only account. Not to worry, that's not difficult at all. All you do is find a link underneath the chat box and you click onto it and then you can start chatting immediately. You can also email me questions at Valerie F. Leonard at nonprofitutopia.com, but I will say that I won't be able to respond to you while on air, and I will make every effort to respond to you as soon as possible after the podcast. We'll be taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 30-minute mark or so. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. We encourage you to sign up for our mailing list to keep abreast of the latest developments with the nonprofit Utopia community. We've included a link to our mailing list in the comment section. So there are over 1.5 million nonprofit organizations in the United States with new entities opening every day. Well, Maybe not every day, but I think you get the idea of what I'm saying. With the growing number of nonprofit organizations, yeah, there's a lot, especially in Illinois. So with the growing number of nonprofit organizations competing for fewer dollars, how do you position your organization to stand out from a crowd? I had a chance to read Six Key Characteristics of a Successful Brand Ambassador, written by Amity Capadia. She is the Director of Content Marketing at Ambassador. And this is what she writes. She writes, think about the last time a word-of-mouth referral program influenced one of your purchasing decisions. Maybe a friend shared their love of a subscription service like Stitch Fix. A coworker sent you a referral code for free Uber credits, or a neighbor recommended their favorite contractor. Or maybe it was as simple as a friendly suggestion on where to go to dinner. Regardless, you probably acted on the referral in part because it came from someone you trusted. Now, think about the last time you received a referral and ignored it. What led you to discredit the recommendation? Was it a lack of trust in the person delivering it, the way in which the referral was issued? Generally, when referrals look and feel like generic spam, you tend to tune them out, and rightfully so. In those circumstances, the quote-unquote referral feels more like an interruptive ad than an authentic recommendation. 
So with that in mind, marketers must ask themselves an important question. Which type of referrals are your brand ambassadors driving for your business? So today's topic is shining the spotlight on your brand, and we will be talking about various aspects of marketing, the importance of nonprofit branding, the core traits of effective brand ambassadors, and how organizations can use brand ambassadors as one of the many tools in their marketing arsenal. We'll also use parts of Amity's article as a framework for our discussion. Today's guest is Mia Hillary. She is an expert marketer, brand ambassador, and coach. Mia is a mother, motivator, entrepreneur, ordained minister, and healer. With over 17 years of experience as a business owner and entrepreneur, she is insightful by nature. She is an expert at using her superb interpersonal skills to build impressive relationships with people and brands around the country, supporting them as they learn to develop and maintain mindful lives and successful businesses. So I am just very, very honored to have you here today, and thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. So before (laughs) we get started, can you tell us a little bit about your business and how you started the business? Absolutely. So um, about, it'll be 17 years now, I, um, about 17 years ago, I found out that I was pregnant with my son. And Mm -hmm. me living in the state of Arizona, I I am very familiar with labor laws and things like that. And one of the, one of the laws here is we're an at will work state. So what that means is you can be fired at any given time for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. really, really hard to get unemployment insurance. So find out that I'm pregnant. I'm like, I can't, ever be without a job or a source of income. So I started looking into things that I enjoyed to, you know, build a side hobby, if you will. My side hobby Mm -hmm. started out as event planning for people just locally. Um, The job that I had actually provided great referrals. I worked for a, a business that had multiple businesses inside of it. So I was able to start getting information and insight from other entrepreneurs from the start. And it just grew from there. And Mm -hmm. about a year ago, I decided to really focus on what my passion was versus what a paycheck looked like. Mm -hmm. And that's why I went from being an event planner to a business coach, brand ambassador, um, and and such. Because what I was finding Mm -hmm. is many of my events, I was working for companies and or people that you know, had these small businesses that I had never heard of, um, that other people I'm sure had never heard of. And just inadvertently, I was helping people, you know, planning events, like a wedding, for instance, I would be then planning, you know, an expo or something for the bride and the groom when they came back to to showcase their business. And it just kind of grew (laughs) from there. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to be able to work on referral. So I definitely know the difference between 
a genuine referral and somebody just trying to sell you something. And Mm -hmm. the satisfaction that I get from helping, especially a single mother or a single parent in general, you know, start a business and then watch it grow and flourish is is Mm -hmm. priceless to me. So that's a little bit about me without going into too much detail about where I came Mm -hmm. from and, you know, where I'm at now. Okay, awesome, awesome. And what I heard was you have basically built a business on the call, which means you're very, very good at what you do. Um, you obviously have developed a system and a network where people trust you, and not only do they trust you with their own business, but they trust you so much that they will tell their friends and colleagues about you, which is wonderful. And I could really also see that business being very helpful in the nonprofit sector. Absolutely. So to, to answer your question, absolutely. I started 17 years ago in a state where nobody had really heard. I mean, you know what a wedding planner is. You know what an event planner is. But individuals, it wasn't a popular thing when I started. So I literally had to get out, talk to people, sell myself and kind of sell them on the idea of something that they never thought they would ever do and or use and bring awareness to it, tell them how it could be beneficial. And I think that's how it can, how I can work well with nonprofit leaders as well, because, you know, if people don't know about your nonprofit, how are you going to render the results that I assume you're, you're after? Right. That, that is exactly right. You know, because nonprofits are businesses too. The only difference is, you know, mm-hmm. the tax structure. Right. And we tend right. to yeah, and we tend to look at them as something different, but you know, the truth is the truth. They are businesses. You're absolutely right. So, and uh huh. So speaking of business, um, let's talk about your business for just a little bit. What are some of the services you provide? So as a brand ambassador, I'm not just going out and selling your brand, your product, your service. I'm bringing awareness to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do that in three different ways. Live marketing, which is your events, your industry expos. You know, maybe we're doing um, meetings or a dinner party or something like that to bring awareness to current customers or future customers, um, as well as I, you will, may find me at these industry expos, whether I'm working the booth itself and selling the product to the consumer or managing the team that's working the booth selling the product to the consumer. Mm-hmm. I, also work, um, I also work, I provide social media and website marketing or branding. And with that, mm-hmm. that is inco- where I incorporate a lot of my social media and my website for marketing, as well as helping you manage and coach you through managing yours. So you kind of get mm-hmm. the best of both worlds, because if I am representing a brand, as long as I have my mm-hmm. client's permission, I'm talking about that brand every opportunity I can. So it's on okay. my social media, it's on my website, and then yes, helping you with yours. And then the last part is the coaching. Um, this is really good for people that are just starting out that they, or they think that they have a great idea. They just can't conceptualize how to put it all together. I come in, mm-hmm. learn about, you know, 
and, and let me be clear, I am not going to say that I'm an expert in all fields and all industries or anything like that. What I am an expert mm-hmm. in is doing my research, and that's what I do. So you may be the marketing guru, but you don't have time as an executive to do the research of what's currently trending as far as branding wise. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come in. I'm coming in. I'm learning about your industry. I'm learning about what services you provide and how you want to, you know, reach out to your consumer. And then I'm giving you, I'm formulating the plan for you. So all you have to do is come in and say, yes, yes, send that email. Or, you know, I'm making it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I've noticed with entrepreneurs, business owners, and the like is they make it way more complicated than it needs to be more often than not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I mean, I, yeah, it's like, so that's where my coaching really is beneficial because I can come in and see your chaos and say, okay, mm-hmm. all these 30 pieces mean nothing until you start with these first five. So let's focus on those mm-hmm. first five and how we're going to get those accomplished. So in a nutshell, that's the three tier system. And what's really great is you can work with me on all levels, so you can take mm-hmm. advantage of all three options. Or maybe you just want a brand ambassador that is going to just market on their social media channels to get the word out there. You know, I have a okay. jewelry line that I work with, and all I do is post on my social media and ma- bring awareness to their jewelry brand and drives traffic to their web link. So you can mm-hmm. do it, you can piecemeal it, you can do it all together. I'm flexible. Okay, awesome. And you can also work with customers remotely, is is that correct? Absolutely. So I'm in Arizona. I do go to other states and I do I can travel, obviously, but if you don't if you if it's not in your budget, especially for a nonprofit, if it's not necessarily in your budget to fly me out there and put me up in a hotel, let's see what we can take care of through Skype, through the phone, mm-hmm. through email. A mm-hmm. lot of this stuff can be done, especially because so much of it is online a lot of it can be done without me having to fly to Chicago. But now, obviously, if you're planning an event or want to plan an event, I'm probably going to need to be there for that. <laughs> right, right. And we've got <laughs> quite a few events here. And for my Chicago folks who are listening, um, please take copious notes. And I do have Mia's contact information on the episode page. So as the slideshow goes, you'll see where you can contact her, and then we'll ask her again at the end. Okay, so, yes, so Mia, let's always... talk about... Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah, and just so people understand, Mia and I are on the phone. We can't see each other as we complete sentences, <laughs> and I believe there's like a five-second delay. So that's, you know, that's why you might hear us you know, kind of talking over each other and not really understanding that the person, you know, that one of us is already... <laughs> started speaking, but other than that, I think we're communicating very well. (laughs) I agree. I agree. (laughs) So let's talk about a day in the life of your business. You know, suppose I'm a client. I could be a small business owner. I could be a nonprofit executive director or nonprofit executive, you know, within a department. Or I could be mm-hmm. a nonprofit executor, executive director who is responsible for implementing what we would call a social enterprise, which is a business that 
is, you know, for profit, but it has a mission very similar to a nonprofit, you know, something that's being done for the public good. So sure. any of those people can come to you, right? So let's say I'm one yes. of those. Okay, and okay. Um, we'll talk about a, a day in the life. So if they're coming to you saying, look, I need some help with marketing, my nonprofit, can you help me? And that's usually how it starts off. People don't usually know what they what they want. They just know yeah. they, they're not good at what it is they're trying to do, and they need help. Right, right. So how would, well, how would you get started? First, first and foremost, I do a free consultation, and that's always remote. So that's either on the phone or through Skype. And that allows the two of us or whoever is involved to really fill each other out. I get to know, I I get to know the name of your organization, the name of your nonprofit, what your mission is. Because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. if I don't agree with what you're selling, I'm not, I'm going to be totally Mm -hmm. honest with you and I'm not going to falsely represent you. And that's what I feel like I would be doing. So that's first and foremost. So once we've gotten past all of those logistics and we're going to work together and it's going to be great, then we're going to narrow in on exactly, first of all, what have you already done? Because we definitely don't want to repeat mistakes or maybe Mm -hmm. not necessarily mistakes, but maybe things that didn't work at that particular time. Mm -hmm. Then I'm doing my research on my end based on your nonprofit, but the information that you have about your nonprofit to see what other nonprofits that are maybe similar have done mm-hmm. and incorporate that with your, your goal and not your ultimate, you know, when I'm done with this nonprofit, I want to be at this goal. Your, your, you know, I make them very simple. So let's say your 30 day goal or maybe your 90 day goal. What are you trying to accomplish right now? And then kind of go from there. Because when I ask that question, I already have some ideas in my head based on the industry of your nonprofit, we've discussed the budget on what you can do because that, you mm-hmm. know, people think a nonprofit, they either have an unlimited budget because they're nonprofit or they don't have a budget at mm-hmm. all. And truthfully, it, it's neither nor. You have to have a budget. Right. Even if you do have unlimited funds, you still have to know, you have to set a limit for yourself. And then we go from there. And then the days after that are the days that we're talking, meeting, you know, communicating about the progress on what we're doing. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. you are a healthcare, health uh, health and wellness nonprofit. My first thing is in Arizona, we have a ton of these little industry expos that are all over the valley. So that's where I'm going to start. How do you feel about working there? How do you feel about setting up and presenting your information here? Because nine times out of ten, these expos are free or they have a very low entry fee, $30, $50, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then you're face-to-face with the consumer. So I'm coming up with the ideas. I'm helping you implement them. You kind of all, all you kind of have to do is kind of give me the approval. Yes, this will work or no, this won't. And then we're going from there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the work is behind the scenes. As I previously stated, I'm doing the quote unquote leg work. I discuss mm-hmm. with you and get approval from you and, you know, do we need, do you have a team here that can work at the event or do I need to bring my own team in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I'm doing. That's the day-to-day is doing the research and having everything in order so when I meet with you again, I can say this is what I think we should do. These are the events that I think we should do or, you know, this is if, if it's you're trying to increase your social media, one of the best ways to increase your social media following is to start a contest. 
you have something, everybody wants something for free. So you figure out something, uh, for instance, a couple of clients came to me, they're bloggers and they want to increase their awareness about their blog. And we have a contest. They went out and bought a $20 or $20, $200 target gift card. The contest mm-hmm. is follow us, like us, comment, blah, blah, blah. You get this, you have a chance to win $200. So how long does it take for somebody to comment like, you know, so we're going through those different steps to get your, to accomplish your 90 day goal or whatever the, the goal, the end game is for you. So that's a, a mm-hmm. day in the life of doing a lot of research. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. And what I like too, it, it sounds to me that no two clients have the same needs and you're willing to be flexible, listen to them and tailor the assignment to what they need and, and help them flesh through what it is they need as well. That is absolutely correct. I don't treat I don't treat anybody like a cook a cookie cutter, unless I've worked with you multiple times and I already know you and know what to expect and everything. Because I do have some clients that, even with the transition, have stayed with me and I've been working with them for the, the past seventeen years. So them oh. I know, but you know there yeah there are some clients where and, and that's a lot of that is going to be determined determined in our pre consultation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a very uh, colorful person. That's why, I, you know, I love talking to people. I'm always at some kind of networking event talking about something, whether it's myself or one of the brands that I represent. And some people can't handle that. Sometimes I'm too much for people. Mm-hmm. So that free consultation really gives them the opportunity to see who they're going to be working with. I mean, truth be told, mm-hmm. most people want a high-energy brand ambassador. Because I'm always out there talking. You can never get me to shut up. <laughs> and yes, every two, every <laughs> client is different. No two clients are alike. <laughs> but she had two choices: politics and brand ambassador. She chose brand ambassador. <laughs> yes, I'm just kidding. I'm making that people. up. <laughs> no, it's funny that you say that because I've actually had some of my clients that are like, "You should go into politics." No. I really shouldn't because I'd be the most honest. I don't give a what about nothing. Anybody else got to say politician, and that sounds and looks good on paper, but when I'm out here hurting people's feelings because I don't care, I am that politician, it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I, I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast with Mia Hillary. Mia is an expert marketer brand ambassador and coach, and we're focusing more on her brand ambassador practice today. And we'll be taking questions from our listening audience and chat room at about the 30-minute mark. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. And we've noticed that our international audience is growing, and we would love for our podcast guests to reflect views from around the world. If you're listening from a country other than the United States and you know of heads of NGOs that we should consider having on the show, please contact us at info at nonprofitutopia.com. So, Mia, um, where I'm from, conventional wisdom suggests that the organization's board president or executive director is, quote-unquote, the face of the organization. So we're here today to talk about this notion of the quote-unquote face 
and how it can be expanded to include brand ambassadors such as yourself. And one of the characteristics effective brand ambassadors must have is knowledge of and appreciation for marketing. So what would you say are some pretty basic marketing principles that nonprofit managers and owners of social enterprises must know so that they can hire the best person to represent their brand? And we know that best person is you, right? But, but just in <laughs> Well, um, I want to be specific that there, there is a difference between marketing and a brand ambassador. Um, the okay. brand ambassador is definitely the face of the company. Think of it like this. When you see a Nike commercial, the president of Nike is not in the commercial usually, right? I just mm-hmm. saw a Nike right. commercial with Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. So mm-hmm. picture me as Gabrielle Union or Dwayne Wade. I am the brand ambassador. I'm out there bringing awareness to the brand. And mm-hmm. there's a difference because when, there's, when, you, when you say the word marketing, that's where there's a little bit of a difference. Now, yes, there mm-hmm. is a lot of overlapping because you're, you're obviously wanting to drive sales and people can't, if they don't know about you, they can't, you know, the consumer doesn't know about you. There are no sales. So there's definitely the overlap but that's what I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to necessarily tell you the best marketing tools because that's not my expertise. My expertise is getting your is increasing the awareness of your brand. Mm-hmm. Now, to to go back and to answer your question, I think first and foremost, something that is so it, it's trivialized. I think people really do not understand the necessity of your online um, your online presence when as soon mm-hmm. as you're starting anything a business a blog anything you should have a website you should have an online presence and that starts with the website and the reason that I'm saying that is because the first the first thing that somebody does when they hear about a new product or a new person a new service is what Google it if they Google you <laughs> right and you have no online presence then they're probably going to find like maybe somebody's LinkedIn profile that, you know, where there were keywords that were similar or a personal Facebook page or something like that. So that's the first and foremost is you have to have an online presence and you start with a website, even if it's just the landing page, welcome to nonprofit Mm -hmm. utopia, sign up for updates Mm -hmm. coming back soon, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. You want to go into your social media. Now, obviously, this is where a little bit of a research would come in because you want to get, you want to have a social media presence that's going to be beneficial to your brand. You don't want to Mm -hmm. start out with LinkedIn if you're not looking for a professional. Mm -hmm. Or if it's not a professional type service, you you know, you want to go and, and this is the difference between a marketer and a brand ambassador is, you know, I'm going to work with the marketing department to figure out how, and the marketing department will implement the ideas that I come up with to bring that awareness. So I'm, you know, you Mm -hmm. hire me, here I am telling you, okay, well, I think it's best that you really focus on Instagram because that's where your core consumer is. That's where they're getting all of their Mm -hmm. information. So let's focus on growing the Instagram. We can get the Facebook and, you know, Twitters and whatever else later, but let's focus on that. So it's your online presence first and foremost. And, 
I think it's super important for you to put people in, especially management positions, that really care about what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. so frustrating for me to come in and I, I'm talking to somebody who, you know, yeah, he's got a marketing degree, but he hates the industry. He just took the job type <laughs> person. That's mm-hmm. not, that's yeah. not going to be, you know, you don't, it's like that old saying, not all money is good money. Not all publicity mm-hmm. is good publicity. You right. know, you don't want somebody repre- representing your brand to the public in general and take it to another level, not just, okay, well, this person will only be in the office, so we don't need to worry about how they're going to act or speak about us outside of the office because they're not coming in contact with anybody. They're infecting the office, if nothing else. So be mindful right. of the people that you hire for your brand because they bring that energy to it. And you know, I think the last – okay, the last thing that I would say is don't be afraid to talk about it. So many people mm-hmm. that I've seen, they're afraid to, to get out there. Listen, if you get me started about any of the services that I provide, <laughs> you'll have to be like me. Okay, we get it. We get it. We get Like, I'm excited about <laughs> what I do. So I'm always talking about it to every single person. I'm trying to figure out ways to implement it in every single conversation. And so many mm-hmm. people, like, they're very good at what they do, but for themselves or in mm-hmm. their comfort zone. And that's not, that's not business. I love it. I love it. It's something that you touched on that made me think of another conversation I had with another guest. We were talking about the customer experience. You know, your brand mm-hmm. is not just a logo. It's not your name. And it's not really just your reputation. It's the entire experience people have from the time they meet you at a tea party, so to speak, to the time that they get your service to the time that they're done. So what is that experience like? And and I think the way you described it, you know, was was pretty pretty impressive. So it's not just that first meeting, but it's an ongoing relationship what we think about you as a result of those experiences we have from start to finish and sometimes ongoingly, and that can change over time, so we have to be mindful of it. Yes. So I'm very mindful from my standpoint working with my clients. I want to make sure that everybody has a good experience, and I'm very flexible in being able to adjust my message to fit my audience. I, I think that that's so mm-hmm. important. And that's another thing that people don't realize is you can say two plus two is four to your blue in the face, but if they're not, if they don't speak English, they're not going to get it. <laughs> and that's like the best way I can describe it. And the customer experience for me is twofold because as my clients, I want you to have a great experience with me. And if I'm, if you're mm-hmm. fortunate enough to have me in your office, I take it to a whole nother level with aromatherapy and things like that. If I, I you know, <laughs> if the opportunity is okay, because I believe that you can't be productive in a, in a smelly work environment, you know, and mm-hmm. the thing, one of the things that people don't realize is your sense of scent is, is psychologically tied to your sense of memory. So, yes, I'm always going to smell good, and my workspace will always smell good because you will always leave me with good intent in your mind, good thoughts, because everything always smells good. But to, to address your customer experience, 
top, uh, topic, yes, with me especially. But then I also look at, I call myself the laziest consumer because that's one of the first things that I look at when I'm doing research about your brand or your nonprofit is not only how easy was it to find, but if you're selling something, okay, if you're selling T-shirts to raise money for whatever, but I have to click 97 times to get to the T-shirt, I'm probably not going to buy it. Right. And that's another thing that a lot of businesses, business owners, executives and such don't take into consideration is they're thinking only from their aspect, not the consumer aspect. Me, mm. if I have to do more than three clicks, I have to really, 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 really want whatever it is that I'm looking for or trying to buy or else I lose mm-hmm. interest because I'm like, it's got to be easier than this. You know, and unfortunately, because we're so used to the instantaneousness of technology, We expect that everywhere also. So the consumer, it needs to be as easy as possible. The consumer experience needs to be as easy as possible, and that's something that we'll work on. Awesome, awesome. And then just as a follow-up, and I know you touched on it a little bit, but I just want to get a sense for the roles that digital marketing and social media play in driving high-quality referrals to your business. Well, one of the things, it, it, social media is tricky because you can, mm-hmm. you know, have a Facebook event. You're doing a nonprofit fundraiser at Kiwanis Park, let's say, and you mm-hmm. invite all of your Facebook contacts. They all say that they're interested and or going, and you have a 1,000 friends on Facebook, but five people show up. Mm. So there are things that people need to be aware of one, one of the things is social media is constantly changing. There are algorithms that people have to be aware of and constantly be aware of. It's not like it wasn't the same last year as it is this year. It definitely wasn't the same two years ago as it is now. So that's where when I mentioned earlier about focusing on the social media account that would be best beneficial to reach your audience is so important because if you, you know, if you're a nonprofit and you're trying to raise money for a skate park, a skate trip, or something like that, you really should be focusing on marketing that event to people that are going to want to come and people that like skating and people that, you know, support that kind of activity. So maybe that's mm-hmm. on Twitter, you know. And then you also, a lot of people, miss, uh, they, they are misinformed on how, Social media is truly a job in itself. And while I come in and and I will manage your social media, make sure that the posts are live and and everything like that, you really should have somebody designated, whether that's four hours a day, ten hours a week, whatever, depending on the, the nature of your industry, you really should have somebody that that's all that they do because social media is so important and it, it, it's so quick. I mean, for instance, on Twitter, mm-hmm. the average, the average, a company should be posting on Twitter in order to have, you know, content be seen at least 100 times a day. Wow. And that's just Twitter. <laughs> because think about how quickly, I mean, if you refresh, you see a whole new timeline of stuff. Okay. Then there's Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm going to use an event uh, company just because those are the statistics that are immediately on my brain. As an mm-hmm. event planner, if you're trying to market an event and it's to 30, it's, it's, and uh, so Twitter is used for people that are very political. 
and very it's it's very news and noteworthy tool. Whereas Facebook is where you're going to go to reach your audience that's a little bit more mature, your 35 and older people, because they're primarily on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And then with Facebook, Mm -hmm. the minimum you you want to be posting a day is at least five times with five different types of content. So it's not just like on Twitter, you can, it's just a couple of words and you're good, you know, maybe a link or whatever. But with Facebook, you should be posting a picture with text, regular text, um, a post with text and a picture, like there are so many different variations. Then let's mm-hmm. say you're trying to reach a tar- your target audience is, you know, 18 to 22. You're definitely on Instagram for that. And Instagram, mm-hmm. you're needing to post at least 10 times a day. Oh, wow. So, you know, and that's just, you know, a, a vague overview of how social media works. And a lot of people don't realize that. When I, when I mention these things, because I use these same numbers, in every conversation and, you know, because for all intents and purposes, the text of what I'm saying is going to be the same. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that social media is so important to every brand and every service. Wow. That, that's amazing. I, I never knew that social media was that. Important. So, yes. You need a You have to. Well, you need a strategy because I let's let's not even mention the times of day you should be posting. Now, Twitter is easy because you can you're basically posting all day, so it doesn't matter time of day, doesn't mm-hmm. matter the day of the week, you know. Um, with and then there are certain industries that it's better to post on just specific days. Now, like mm-hmm. uh, I'll use the event industry again for hospitality in general. Nobody's really checking their, their accounts on Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, and Sunday nights because that's, our, that's the hospitality world's busiest time is those four days. So the majority of your content needs to be pushed every other day outside of that on this particular channel. So it's very detailed, and it takes a lot of work. And if you have somebody mm-hmm. there just doing it every day, you definitely need somebody like myself to come in and do it for a special event or a special occasion or, you know, a special mm-hmm. project that you're doing. Okay. That is awesome. That That is really, really good to know. And, and I say thank you so much for that. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> okay. And so what are some of the most common mistakes that you see nonprofits and small business owners make when it comes to managing their brands in, in general? Not having a plan is mm-hmm. probably the most common common mistake that I've, I've seen. Um, people have great ideas, don't know how to really put them down. People don't do their research. They, yes, Google is a great tool, but I never use the first page of Google when I'm actually doing research on something because it, I mean, everybody's paid to be on that page. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, do your, do your research, you know, go to the fifth, sixth, tenth page on Google and, and really Ah. know what it is beforehand because, on top of everything that I'm saying, the, big, the biggest issue that I've seen is that they do this during the process. You should have a very clear understanding of what you're doing, who your audience is, what some kind of goal is before you're even jumping out the box. Mm-hmm. 
and then okay, and put you- people in place that care about what they're doing. And you can work with clients to help them do exactly what you're describing. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to hiring people. One of the things that uh, many of my clients, I, I did for one client, she told somebody else, and now they all want it, is I sit in on interviews when people are, especially with businesses and such that are just starting and I sit in on the mm-hmm. key interview uh, interviews of the key points of, like, management and things like that. You know, people don't really – they underestimate how important it is for your secretary or your office admin to be an integral part as well and have that same energy that you have about your brand, about your business. Mm-hmm. And so I've sat in on interviews, which is definitely something I will continue to do, and kind of get a feel. So they have a third-party outsider – coming in saying, well, you know, he said all of the right things and he looks great on paper, but his energy, I just wasn't feeling it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something that is important because if you have a bunch of people that are on your staff that don't care about what you're doing, it's going to show in their work, regardless of, you know, they could be the best employee on the block, but it will still show through their work. Okay, so with, with that said, what are some of the opportunities that you see for nonprofits to actually distinguish themselves in the marketplace? So we've established that you should make sure that you hire people who are on board, who are passionate about your brand so that it translates through and through and, you know, the employees really are part of the the marketing experience, the mm-hmm. total customer experience that we feel. So what are some of the other ways that we can distinguish ourselves, and this is nonprofits as well as those um, small businesses. Well, I think that now the most important thing, or one of the most important things, is just making sure that you your voice is heard continuously, and not being afraid to come out of the box and you know do something different. Um, I go back mm-hmm. to that Nike commercial that I just saw. It's, I, I, to me, it's brand new. I, the first time I've seen it was Sunday with Gabrielle Union <laughs> and Dwayne Wade. I've never seen a couple in a, you know, a husband and wife team in a Gatorade commercial before. And what I loved about the commercial is it was genuine. Like she was trash talking him like NBA player. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> I just love that. And I just feel like that is a perfect example of, Thinking out of the box, yes, it's still a commercial, yes, it's still on television, yes, it's still sharing. It's not actually Nike. I keep saying that it's Gatorade now that I think about it. I apologize. Mm-hmm. It's not Nike. It's Gatorade. Um, but I've never seen even a Gatorade commercial like this before. So the fact that, you know, you have to be willing to think outside of the box and come out of your comfort zone is so important because let's be real. That's what gets the likes. That's what gets the attention. That's what keeps the attention. And that's what you Mm -hmm. want. You want to get the consumer's attention for whatever it is. And you want to keep their attention, whether it be for six months, for 12 years, what have you. I mean, what, what is the point in what you're doing if nobody's paying attention to you? Right. Right. Think out of the box, you know, shake it up (laughs) a little bit. Let me come in with my diffuser and, Get things smelling good, and let's see what we can do, you know? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Love it. So 
I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to the Nonprofit Utopia podcast, and we're speaking with Mia Hillary. Mia is an expert marketer, brand ambassador, and coach. We'll be taking questions from our listening audience now. If if you have them, you know, right now I don't see anyone on the line or in our chat room, but if you do have questions, um, please feel free to call. That number is 347-884-8121. And before we get back into our interview, I want to tell you just a little bit about Nonprofit Utopia. We are the ideal community for emerging nonprofit leaders, and we've created a safe environment in which our members can innovate, speak candidly about the issues they face on a daily basis. They can also share ideas and resources. For more information, I have two websites for you. The first is nonprofitutopia.com, and then the other is our actual community. That is https forward slash forward slash nonprofitutopia.mn.co. So our mission is to provide ongoing professional development and networking opportunities in which experienced nonprofit professionals can share expertise with the next generation of ethical leaders. The overarching goal of the community is to give our members the tools that they need to develop strong organizations that will make a lasting impact. And our vision is to strengthen the global nonprofit sector by providing training and development opportunities for 50,000 emerging nonprofit leaders throughout the world by 2033. So just want to put that on your mind before we go back to Mia. And Mia, you uh, mentioned earlier, you know, ambassadors, you know, you as an ambassador, you're not necessarily a salesperson in the purest sense. Uh, you're basically out there not just trying to do one-on-one sales, right? You're trying to foster strong and loyal relationships between your customers and brands so to speak, correct. the brand, mm-hmm. right, so your customer and their clients or potential clients to strengthen their brands. So well, what are some of the ways that, uh-huh, clarify. No, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so what are some of the ways you can help nonprofit organizations to establish relationships with corporate sponsors and brands, especially those with whom they have no existing relationships? Good question. I like it. Um, so one of the things that I've recently been doing, and, and to go back and, ad- and address something that you had said, no, I'm not your one-on-one salesperson. That's not to say I won't make a sale. Now, if I'm at right, an right, industry right. event and I'm managing your booth and somebody comes up and they want to know, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, that's not my, my job description. No, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and even if, you know, because the way that my my pricing structure works, I don't take a commission on anything. So even when I do make a sale at one of these events or what have you, I don't take a commission unless that's mm-hmm. something that we've previously discussed. It's usually my commissions on, are on social media things, but that's not what we're talking mm-hmm. about. So, but yes, I will take a sale now. Don't, don't get me wrong. I will do that. <laughs> but um, to answer your question, one of the things that – I do is I come in and yes, foster and maintain those relationships. And 
I have a knack for being able to speak with people. I always have. My, my background is in psychology and communications. So one of the things that I do as your brand ambassador is I'm out networking. I find your networking events. I find your target audience. I find the people that you haven't been able to find, and I go talk to them. And, I mean, even when there's a gatekeeper, quote-unquote, the secretary, personal assistant that's involved or what have you, I, mm-hmm. I borderline annoying to the point where I, I always end up getting through. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really know what it is, but I can get past that gatekeeper and get in front of and don't have a problem talking to the people that you need to talk to, that you want to meet, that you want to sell to. And one of the things that really stands me out, makes me stand out from other people, a salesperson, for instance, is I am a stickler for the details. I do not like saying, mm-hmm. I don't know. So what I will, I will be, is, I will be overly prepared mm-hmm. before I'm underprepared. And if there's something that I don't know, I will make sure and find it out. And I, my follow-up game is super strong. So I'm doing the legwork for the people, the, the executives that have the money and the idea, but don't know how to talk to people. They have the money, the idea, but they don't, they don't have the time to respond to and continuously keep in contact with through email, social media, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. I have clients where I manage their Instagram page and part of what I do is respond. I'm responding to them about their product. I'm responding to the consumers on their behalf about their product because they just simply don't have the time to do that. You know, I mean, as a business owner, especially just starting out, you kind of have your hands in all of the pots. And that's Mm -hmm. where sometimes the confusion lies. So I come in and I take a couple of them pots away from you (laughs) and I manage them. So I'm managing your emails. I'm managing your social media. I'm your face because a lot of people, you know, they're really great at being the vice president of something, but they cannot get out and talk to a stranger to save their lives. Mm -hmm. Me, on the other hand, I'm the one that you're going to (laughs) hire that's going to be out at those networking events talking to everybody. I walk up to the table. Hi. Nice to meet you. My name is Mia, blah, 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 blah. I represent this brand or I do this. And, you know, and if it's something like my jewelry partner, I happen to actually love the jewelry. So I'm like a walking advertisement. I have on two bracelets right now. So if somebody asked me, where'd you get those bracelets? Like I'm always selling. I'm always willing to talk to somebody about, you know, whatever brand I'm representing. And, that, and it's just all of the time. If I'm in a conversation and somebody's talking to me about, you know, how great you know, Valerie would be at this, I'm going to jump on board. You're absolutely right. And let me tell you why some additional reasons of why she would be great. You know, if I'm talking to somebody and they start, oh, well, I'm really looking for, you know, a nonprofit to donate desks to. If I work with you and I know that you need them or could use them in the future, I'm always talking about you. I'm always, always mm-hmm. marketing for you. Okay, awesome. It sounds like you also use your network. You you have people in your network. This person needs X. I have another client who yes. can provide Y. <laughs> Why don't we try to I put them together? I absolutely, I I absolutely do because I, for being an entrepreneur for seventeen years, you get to know a lot of people. You get to you know become a resource for people because when I was an event planner. One of my things that I would do is make sure that I had a plan, a backup plan for my backup plan for my backup plan. So even though I already had, you know, somebody doing a cake, I had a cake guy on standby just in case. (laughs) And 
because I've become so resourceful, people come to me just naturally, you know, well, hey, do you know a good whatever? I sure do. And I'm all about sharing the love. I'm all about, you know, I feel like everybody, there's enough money for all of us to be good. So if Mm -hmm. I refer you to something that I can obviously do myself, but I'm going to refer you anyways, I feel like that's just good energy coming back to me. And so I definitely Mm -hmm. tap into my network. You know, if, if you have a brand new product, let's say, you know, you're doing makeup and you want people to know about it. Hey, guys. I know about this new product. I may not wear makeup myself, but this is what I've seen, you know. And because of that, because I've been so resourceful, people just, the trust has grown and it's there because I don't refer somebody that I haven't done my research on, I haven't used myself, I haven't, you know, talked to and kept in communication with, that I, you know, I don't refer people that are fly by night unless that's Mm -hmm. your business. I don't know what a business would be if it was fly by night, but, you know, I don't refer people that I'm not familiar with. So you can, you can, you know that if it's coming from me, it's a reputable company. I've used them before. I'm going to use them again. And that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what a referral is all about. That's what we're all about. I mean, if nobody is going to continue to use you, how are you going to make money? Right. That is a good point, good point. <laughs> now, I don't know if, if, if you've had a chance to help your clients actually develop successful brand loyalty programs in your line of work. Have, have you ever had a chance to do that? I have help them not. Develop those? Okay. That is so, not something um, that I've touched on as of yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so we won't talk about that. Um, what... What are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way as they relate to working with clients to help them develop their brands? Well, one thing I've learned is a lot of the lessons are they're beneficial for both parties, my, myself mm-hmm. as well as my client. Um, okay. And that's a lesson in itself. <laughs> Another one that, mm-hmm. I've, that I've learned, I, I learned very early on, is to never be afraid to ask questions. It's better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I want to say is easier said than done. I mean, people think, oh, I'm fully prepared. You can never be too prepared. Or, you know, I don't want to ask a stupid question. There are no stupid questions. Like, and I, le- I legitimately do believe that there are no stupid questions. If you're really trying to educate yourself on a topic or business or whatever, there are no stupid questions. So mm-hmm. ask all of the questions. And, you know, right. one of, something that's very, very important, if you haven't as a business mm-hmm. owner already learned, you will do not be afraid to fail. Failure leads One more to time. success. <laughs> Do not be afraid to fail. One of my mentors, he tells, he tells me this all the time because I have a habit of I'm a perfectionist, and I'm better mm-hmm. now, but when I was early on and he was mentoring me, he would tell me all the time, yeah, you're not perfect. Stop it. You're only a big deal in your head. Like, he would tell me that all the time. And it's like, and it took me a while to get that, but – you have to fail in order to succeed. That's yin and yang. That's just balance, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. But think about how much better your reward is after all of those failures. 
think about everything that you're learning about your process and what have you amidst all of those failures. Now, if you succeed every single time from jump, how are you going to learn anything? How are you going to grow? So my biggest lesson is do not be afraid to fail because I'm really, really smart because I have failed a whole lot of times. (laughs) Yeah, and then how do you even add value to your clients? You know, I I find that nobody wants, you know, realistically, you know, we, we don't like to talk about failure, but if you're paying somebody to coach you and navigate, you really don't want anybody who's never had a problem. I know I don't. You know, it's, you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. It's like, you know, you can leave reviews on all these different sites. And if you go to a business and I say this all the time, if you go to any business and all of the reviews are five star, something's up. Now it could, (laughs) it could be that, that legitimately you've you've been able to get three people to leave a review and they're all five star. Now that kind of makes sense to me because if you, if you, because one of the things that a lot of businesses don't do is, is look for those reviews because they underestimate the power of Google. So, if, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you're not actively searching and are actively, you know, requesting your customers to leave a review, they probably won't. Now mm-hmm. Google will remind you, nowadays. So I've gotten better at my, leaving my reviews. But if you have four reviews and all of them are good, it's probably because you were able, only able to get those four people to leave a review and they had good experiences because you're not going to ask people that had a bad experience, right? Right. But if you have, if you're looking at a company that has 150 reviews and all of them are good, I'm sorry, nobody is that amazing. Nobody. <laughs> and, and, and that should be a red flag for you, you know, that should really be, you know, even, I mean, this goes, even if you're doing online shopping, if you're looking at a product and all of the reviews are good, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, there's nothing in mm-hmm. me that believes that everybody that purchased this is happy with it. So it's okay to fail, and it's okay to have those failures be publicized because you're going to get up again, you know. As many, times mm-hmm. I, as many times as you fail, you should get up as many, if not more. You should actually be getting up more, in my opinion, you know, and that's just real life. I mean, when I get in my little perfect zone, I'm totally unrealistic. And that's what I have to remember. Like, I'm not being realistic. Nobody is perfect. The search for perfection does not exist. You want a business that has failed because they've learned from that failure and are now better for it. Yes, yes, yes. And on that note, you know, we've come to the end of our show, and I'd like to thank Mia Hillary. She's an expert marketer and brand ambassador and coach for being a guest today. I know I've learned a whole lot, and I'm pretty sure anyone who is under the sound of our voices has learned a lot from Mia today. And before we go, Mia, would you you care to share any parting thoughts and tell our listening audience how they can get in touch with you? Yes. So what I want to – the last thing that I will say is do not be afraid, period. Mm -hmm. Because if if you can think it, you can do it. And with me in place, and some additional tools, you will be successful. 
Now, if people um, want to reach me, can mm-hmm. I tell them my website and everything? Okay, yes. great. Yes, um, so um, you can follow me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mia Hillary. That's M-I-A-H-I-L-L-E-R-Y. My website is MiaHillary.com. And then I'm on LinkedIn also, if you're using LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook at Mia Hillary Brand. So that's M-I-A-H-I-L-L-E-R-Y, the word brand, B-R-A-N-D. And if you can subscribe to my mailing list, you'll be updated with, I like to send out updates on not only the partners that I'm working with. So if, if you hire me, you'll be included in these updates to thousands of people but also branding tips and blogs and things that I feel could benefit you. So, again, my website is miahillary.com, or if you want to give me a call, 480-779-0667. Awesome, 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 awesome. And for people who cannot write as quickly as those who take shorthand, we have definitely included all of me. <laughs> Mia's information on the episode yep. page. So if you look at the slideshow, and you can we'll Google. Have... You can Google, Google yes. <laughs> I love and it. If I you love Google it. Mia Hillary because I have a web presence. My website will come up. My Facebook <laughs> will come up. My Twitter will come up, and you'll see a lot of things that I'm working on now. You'll probably see many events that I've done in the past because they still are kind of you know once you put it online, it's there forever. But mm-hmm. don't be discouraged. You got the right person. Click that com and schedule your free consultation. Ah, I love it. I love it. So on that note, we're going to have to go now. But uh, I really, really thank you again, Mia Hillary. And for our listening audience, please be sure to join us next week for another lively discussion on Nonprofit Utopia. Our guest will be Otis Monroe. Otis is the CEO of the Monroe Foundation, and he's going to talk to us about the Get Cleared campaign. And Get Cleared is for, you know, ex-offenders. They um, help ex-offenders to expunge their records and secure employment after they've gone through that process of employment. And the good thing is they don't necessarily, the the ex-offenders don't necessarily have to wait until expungement comes through, they're also working with clients, you know, as they go through that expungement process to put them in touch with other resources. So I think that's going to be a pretty interesting discussion. And Mia Hillary, again, thank you so much. And uh, You're very welcome. I have a quick question, though. Um, Well, yes, ma'am. I assume that I'll be able to retweet and share your links for next week's podcast episode? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I will create the episode probably later on this evening, so that link will okay. be available later on this evening. Sounds good. Okay. And, and thank you so much. I, I really do appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you very much, and I look forward to it. Maybe we could do it again. I Yeah, I, I was already thinking of some other topics. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, we're on the same same wavelength. We have to have you back. Definitely. Awesome. I would love it. I would love it. Well, you take care, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye.